Hey everybody, you're listening to a brand new episode of Saul's Life, with me your host Saul, and um, yeah, you guessed it, tonight is uh, the debate uh, episode, uh, we had the uh, um, the debate uh, Trump versus Biden uh, tonight, this Tuesday, September 29th, also shout out and happy birthday to my uh, little sister, um, she turns super young today. <laughs> but uh yeah so um i mean like, like that's what this whole episode's going to be about uh it's going to be about the debate um and i guess uh i'll have ross with me and i'll have emily back on with us uh our hot shot attorney uh, out of dc and um yeah when i get back we'll uh, we'll go ahead and get started and um we'll try to fact check uh as much as as much of the debate as we can and um Oh, man. Wow, what a doozy of a debate. All right, yeah. We'll be back. I'll have Ross and Emily with me. Thanks, guys. And I'd like to welcome everybody to this week's brand new episode of Saul's Life. I got uh, Emily who just joined me, and uh, I guess we're still waiting for Ross. Uh, I mean, what the hell did we just watch? A disaster. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry to get right into it. I, I just, I'm still, I'm like shell shocked from, I mean, from the last hypothetically, hour and a half. if I'm, if I'm an undecided voter, I just decided like, don't vote. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's what it seems like. That, that, that's the vibe I got. Mm-hmm. If I had no idea who I was going to vote for, I'd be like, holy crap. This is, we're in trouble. This is the scariest day of my life. Yeah. And I just be like, whatever. It's not worth it. Jesus. Anyway, how's your week been? How was, uh, how's your time in Lynchburg? Uh, my time in Lynchburg was like less than 24 hours. So it was excellent. Uh, <laughs> you know, heavy work, work, work week this week. Uh, you know, hanging out. Just the red, yeah. Um, I, I forgot to mention, and uh, I can't believe it slipped my mind last week. Um, but Chris is actually from Lynchburg, oh, what? and uh, yeah, he ended up uh, hearing the first segment of the uh, of the podcast, um, right before his he came on. But I, or I mean, the next day when it when it got published, and then he was like, "Hey, man, I, I'm from Lynchburg. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I would have had him on. I uh, I might have him on a little later, uh, maybe in the second half. We'll see how this goes. Um, but uh, I know Ross just joined us. Yeah, uh, Ross. <laughs> um, we're just kind of going over Emily's week, and and then I. Uh, I mean, I pretty much just asked her, I, like, what, what the hell did we just watch? What, what did we see? What are your, uh, <laughs> like, your opinions on this? What we just watched was quite possibly the worst presidential debate in the history of televised presidential debates <laughs> in the United States of America. I don't know what happened, you know, when you talk about the Lincoln-Douglas times, you know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> how the debate went between John Adams and, you know, Jefferson. I don't know how the debates went between Burr and Jefferson, for that matter. But what I can tell you <laughs> is that um, Donald J. Trump and Joe Biden put together quite the show. Not at all what I expected would happen. Um, I'm, am I am I surprised? 
not so much because I knew that it was going to be erratic. What what I do take from it all, and then, you know, we can get into it. I'll, I'll tell you straight up. Um, here's the thing. I don't think that either candidate won, right? Because neither candidate made great points. But because of that, it seems to me that Donald Trump really lost because, my man, you've been in office for four years. So right now, this debate that just happened, that was his chance to make anybody who's watching, which, to be honest, most of the people watching are already already have their choices made, you know. So that's, that's whatever. However, um, yeah, he didn't make the sell. Because usually when you're running for re-election, you're the incumbent, what you're saying is, hey, look at all the great things we've been doing. Don't you want more of that? But all he kept saying was, look, look at Chicago. It's in shambles. Look at Baltimore. It's in shambles. Look at Portland, Oregon. It's in shambles. Look at this. Look at that. And it's like, you're not making me want four more years of this at all. And I um, I yield the rest of my time. Bad, I, I, no, I don't mean to cut no, you no. real quick, but I, um, I asked them uh, right when she got on as well. Um, if Well, she, I think she even brought up the point. Uh, if you were an undecided voter, uh, w- w- would would this have made up your mind to either either one? No. If I were an undecided voter, well, it depends. It depends what kind of candidate you like. And the reason why I'm saying that is this: if you are an undecided voter and you wanted to see if Joe Biden could hold his own against Donald J. Trump, then the answer is yes. He can because he got down in the dirt with him and he did something that I really, really, really liked, which was he didn't necessarily keep looking at Trump when he was talking to the American voter. He made sure that he was looking dead at the camera, had his hands pointing at you who was looking at who was watching him right now in your living room or wherever else you may be watching this debate. And that to me, that was like, okay, that's perfect, as opposed to President Trump, who was just walling out out there just yelling <laughs> chris wallace poor fella had to reel him back in a couple of times if you want to say that he was successful in doing that it was just a, a bad situation in that aspect so if you wanted to see if he would hold his own against donald trump then yes then you're like okay he can do that but if there's also a flip side to where you could feel disappointed that he was willing to stoop to donald trump's level in that he told my man to shut up. He called my man a clown. He said it's impossible to do X, Y, and Z with this guy, you know, that guy over there. So if you wanted a certain level of respect, what was it that Michelle Obama said in 2016? I believe it was in July 2016, when she was like, when they go low, we go high. If that's what you were expecting, nah, that's not what you were, that's not what you got. And so because of that, you may still leave feeling like, ah, I don't know which one of these guys I want, or I want neither of these guys. If you were looking for Donald J. Trump, again, to give you a reason to stick by him, I don't think he did that at all. I don't think... Um, Emily, how how do you feel about the, the name Colin? Like, Ross kind of just brought up, um, like, Joe wasn't... I mean... Joe called him a clown twice. Accused him, accused him of being the worst president ever. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. He said that. 
um, yeah, he just kept laughing. I mean, how, in all, in president, as a president, how president, or man, I can't even talk. I'm just so, I'm still shocked about it. Um, as presidential debates go, uh, I mean, have we ever seen anything kind of like this, the name calling and all this stuff? Well, we uh, saw it last time around with like, Trump interrupting and calling Hillary names. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so, for sure. you know, I mean, I guess what I would say is that, like, you know, to the base, it, like, gives us a chuckle, right? Like, keep yapping, man. Like, okay. Yeah, um, that was gangster, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it gives us a chuckle, but I, I really feel like if the undecided voter is, like, watching, it's like the old Jay-Z line, right? Like... <laughs> You can't argue with a fool and, like, you fucking look ridiculous. So, um, uh, uh, you know, that's not a Jay-Z line. I'm white girl parent. Emily, Emily, you were about to go up in my book and then you kind of flatlined. No, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, with the know. misquoting, but but you get an A for effort. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I short-circuited it there. Uh, but, you know, like, I don't know. If I'm an undecided voter, I'm like, this is a shit show. Why do I bother? Um... So I don't know, you know, I don't know that this debate does any good for Trump because his base is going to support Trump no matter what. And regardless. Uh, I did feel like actually uh, Wallace actually went out after Trump a few times more than Biden did, right? Like there was one point in time where Wallace confronted him on the fact that he hadn't come up with a health care plan in the four years that he's been there, right? Like, Biden, I feel like Biden didn't really come out of the gate swinging on the fact that he hasn't done anything other than the tax bill, um, which is not helpful. So, you know, I don't know if, I, I, you know, I don't know if Biden held his own. I don't think he did too much damage uh, to himself, but... It was all over the place. <laughs> and I actually kept telling Saul, I was like, Biden's just going to fucking, you know, haul back and clock him. Uh, he went after his kids like a couple of times. <laughs> Which so. he didn't. However, had he done so, he would have been well within his rights to do so. I think that would have been a bonus to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's That's the truth. <laughs> All I could hear at that point is like Jr. and he's like, "Oh my God, he had him with the chair!" Like that would have been amazing, you know what I mean? Like WWE style wrestling match. Vince McMahon comes out, Stone Cold stuns everybody. When he was talking that would have been about, the like, Bo who died, right? When he was like, "Are you talking about Hunter?" I would have been like, "Ha, no." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, that's wild. I, I. I I wasn't expecting that. I'll tell you that. I wasn't expecting him to, to, to talk about his dead son. I wasn't expecting him to talk about his other son's cocaine yeah. problem. Apparently, just like I mean, for no reason really. I, 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 I mean, it was now that that humanized that humanized Joe Biden. Um, I think so too. I think so too. Right. right I think it might have backfired. That you because because um, uh, so <laughs> Emily made a good point. Uh, the great, the great Sean Carter, aka Jay Z, did say <laughs> a wise man once told me, "Don't argue with fools, because people from a distance can't tell who is who." However, if you're watching this debate, you see that Trump is trying to fluster Joe Biden, and he didn't do that. Joe Biden stayed cool on the side for the longest, 
kept laughing at him under his breath, you know, just kept looking at, <laughs> at Chris Wallace like, yo, you're not going to do anything about this? You're really going to let my man do this? Can I get my 30 seconds back, please? And things of that nature. And that, to me, that served him well because I, although at the end he just became a little unhinged, but again, you've, ha you've had a guy yelling at you for the last hour and change. I don't know how long I would have been able to just sit there and take it. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I think that uh, him going, going, not, not being willing to condemn the white supremacists. Yeah. And can we move to the race subject? Cause that shit is a lot to unpack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So he's a racist, which I was, you know, clapping for. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was at one point and that, that took me by surprise too. Cause the minute uh, Chris Wallace, uh, was that the name? Yeah, yeah, man, Chris Wallace. Put some respect yeah. on his name. Know, That's right? Mike Wallace's son um, right there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the minute he said we're going to move to, you know, the, the race thing and, and he started talking about that, I, I, that's what, I mean, I'm lying down on the couch the whole time. I sat up for this because I wanted to hear specifically what was going to come out of this orange guy's mouth. And, you know, it, it, didn't, it shouldn't have surprised me um, because, I believe, if I'm correct, uh, his words were, uh, "Proud boys, uh, stand stand down and stand by," or like stand back and stand yeah. by. And oh yeah, just, stand like, back deflected. and stand by. Yeah, that, that was not him <laughs> condemning the Proud Boys at all. That wasn't him condemning anything. That was, that's I, I, him literally saying, "Yo, fall back for now. Let's see what happens." And then if there's a need for you to jump in, I'm going to make sure that you know that there's a need for you to jump in. But even like more fundamentally, when he was talking about the executive order he just signed about ending a diversity training in federal office yes. or whatever. Like, oh, thank you for bringing this he up. He literally was like, it's a radical revolution taking place and it's teaching very bad and very sick ideas. And then I wrote this down. He says, we have to go back to the core values of our country. And like, what's the core values of our country? Like racism and misogyny. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What are the core values? I, um, I, I, I couldn't, again, I, that's another thing where I was just in shock when he, what, what did he say that, that they're teaching what radicalized, it's a uh, radical revolution taking place. Yeah. <laughs> which, for like, for diversity training, which is and, also kind of ridiculous. Like, there's a whole debate on the left about like whether sensitivity training does anything, right? Like, there's a whole body of literature on that now, uh, especially in police forces. But uh, like, it's not radical, and apparently, yeah, we can get back get to it. our core values that doesn't include racial sensitivity. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I didn't like how the question was raised. You know, how, uh, the segment was basically like, "Oh, race and violence in our cities," and I was like, "Ah, okay, let's let's see where this is going. Yeah. Let's see where this is going." And yeah, the that I was kind of disappointed in Joe Biden's response. The whole idea of what was it? Looking down. Oh man, I had it written down at some point, but um. I kind of got rid of my notes after a while. I was like, oh, well, this, this. I mean, if they're on, if they're on your Facebook, uh, I could pull it up. Oh, no, it wasn't on my Facebook. I was about to post it. So basically, yeah, I, I felt like it, 
they they failed. And when I say they, I'm talking about the question itself. And of course, the candidates, they failed to basically address the issue of racism as a systemic and structural issue. Yeah. And maybe Biden is being maybe Biden is, is being strategic about what the way he was responding. Maybe there's more coming, but it was kind of letting the Trump administration and their their whole idea on critical race theory, right? That's when that's when he was saying that oh they're they're teaching him, they're teaching uh that our country is bad. And I just feel like, man, that was that was a chance to kind of be like, you know, there's there's no room in America for for identity politics, right? You you have people who are clearly victims of racial discrimination. And this summer, right, has shown that we have white people, white citizens who are opening their eyes to it and saying, you know what, that's true. These things have been going on. Maybe I've been paying too much attention to what's going on in my life and not seeing that other people are affected. But that was an opportunity, I feel like, for the conversation to shift to the things that have been going on over the summer due to the COVID, which we'll talk about COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, I feel like they're both threading weird needles, right? Like, yeah. on one hand, Trump is saying, like, I'm law and order. And then on the other hand, he's like, you called them super predators. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, which one? And then which he's like, one? I'm, I'm the one letting people out of jail. And then it's like, but I'm law and order, right? Like, <laughs> he doesn't have a real cohesive message there. And yeah. I don't think that Joe Biden can has fully figured out his message either, right? Like No. Um so neither of them really know how to deal with this issue. And no, you know, Kamala and fucking Pence aren't gonna be any better. So um, I think I, I mean I think right right there, I, I mean you just said her name, Kamala. That that pretty much to let everybody know where Biden stands on uh, law and order. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just because of her background. And I'm, and I mean, I'm guessing that's why he, th- I mean, that's a big reason why he chose her. So I, I it, it's just ridiculous for me, or I think it's ridiculous to, to hear, you know, Trump say these things about Biden when, you know, what, what did he, what did he say that he wanted to uh, defund the police as well? And, that's the complete opposite of what Joe Biden wants to do. Right. Um, right. So if anybody, I, it's just wild. I mean, it's just crazy how, like how people could, like, I hope they're not bamboozled by, by what this guy says or what he's just like. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden was cool. He was like, I'm not totally opposed to defunding the police officers. And I think that that's going to end up in a, in a, in a Trump ad. Yeah. Like that, a soundbite. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That you, to be fair, to be honest with you guys, that was my main concern going into this debate. For the last three to four days, I've been worried because I'm like, we live in the age of sound bites, YouTube videos. What's the other? One? I, I don't know what the right uses really, but there's now this and up all these things that all these you platforms that just. You can say anything and then boom, they'll just take that. And my concern was that Joe Biden would have a huge gaffe and that would be used to just personify who he is throughout the campaign. Thankfully, he hasn't had anything crazy happen in this debate. 
nothing any crazier than Trump. Well, Trump was derailed in a lot of his a lot of his rants, a lot of his two minutes that ended up being three to four minutes. However, I was glad that Joe Biden didn't do anything, didn't sound like regular old Joe. Sometimes he's like a punch drunk boxer, but <laughs> this time around he wasn't, right? It, the only thing was just when, again, when he told him to shut up, when he called him a clown. But to me, that that kind of, that to me, and that's just personally, to me that kind of made him seem like, yeah, I can stand up to this guy. I know that that's something that many people are worried about when they talk about my election ability, like, am, am I really electable? Well, yes, he is. He's not afraid to go toe to toe with Donald Trump. We talk about how old he is, but Donald Trump is not a spring chicken either. Donald Trump can't even stand up straight. <laughs> did, did you notice he kept moving around, kept looking back and forth? Because he's on cocaine, allegedly. He had the allegedly, crazy guy. I mean, you know. he's really heavy for being on cocaine. So. Well, that's what rich people, rich people on coke, you know, aren't really skinny. Yeah, that's true. Like, or, or true. I don't even want to say, I mean, he's rich, but you know, once you get to that Is kind that of like level of Chris Farley thing, isn't that how he died? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> same with uh, John Candy. With and yeah. Candy, John Candy. Yeah. You guys don't care. You know what I mean? Give me a break. The stuff they're on, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the good stuff. It, it, it wasn't cut down. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't stepped on with bacon soda or anything of the sort. I won't... No, it's pura pura vida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I so at the beginning of the debate, I I, I actually liked Donald Trump's opening. He sounded very crisp. He sounded very calm. Within five minutes, shit went out the window. Within twenty <laughs> seconds, he sounded like he sounded good and like. The first 15 seconds, I was impressed. Because all of a sudden, and that's took a nosedive quick. And that's when they were talking about, I believe they were talking, they were talking about justice. Well, let me stop. Judge. <laughs> they were talking about Judge Barrett and Joe, Joe Biden said something that was good. He was like, it, that it's not a campaign. This is now an election. It's not like, oh, you won the last election. But people already started voting. People already started sending in ballots. So we can't, it, it's... It's not fair. It's not right. It's not quote unquote moral to try and nominate a judge during this process. However, it doesn't fucking matter because you're not the one in power. That's what this is teaching us. Not so much this debate, but just everything that's been going on since the Trump administration took office. When you're the one in power, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I really think that this all started. I don't think that we would hold that position now had Merrick Garland been confirmed, right? Like, that was a rule they announced and promulgated, right. right? Like, I don't think that we would normally hold that position. But, like, there was one point where Trump said something about, like, how many judgeships Obama left open. And I wanted to, like, oh, like, over 100 or whatever. I wanted to throw my phone at my TV because, like, it's so misleading to the public who doesn't follow that. Like he couldn't nominate anybody because they wouldn't give hearings on anybody. That's right. <laughs> like that was some bullshit. So how, minority rule. How does it explain, explain to, you know, pretty much just how does the whole process work? 
so for anybody not on the DC courts, because DC courts are also appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate, but in a different process. So any other federal judge uh, is nominated by the president and then goes through a conf- uh, confirmation hearing. Uh, but at the at the time that there were all these open judgeships, uh, McConnell in the Senate wouldn't give hearings to nominees, right? We actually have a judge, uh, sorry, not a judge. He was uh, nominated to be the judge in D.C. He was the Solicitor General for D.C., uh, last name Kim. And the Republicans were, are, were literally on record saying they had no opposition to him based on his record or anything else, but they weren't going to give Obama another confirmation, right? So he was never confirmed. The D.C. Court of Appeals operated at a loss for years, which means like real impact for people that have cases on appeal. Um, and he never got confirmed, right? So there were hundreds, at least a hundred open positions that needed to be filled and they wouldn't give hearings. So like Trump's comment saying like, oh, he left open all these positions. Like, no, you guys wouldn't fill the positions. Yeah, because he didn't control the Senate. Right. Jeez Louise. You didn't control the Senate. You don't control the Senate. You can't get anybody... You can't get anybody nominated. Yep. Even people that they're on record saying they don't actually oppose, right? <laughs> yep. And and going back to Merrick Garland, as you mentioned, the thing is, though, at least Merrick Garland, his his nomination was supposed to go up, or at least did go up, eight months before the election. Yep. Yo, my man just nominated somebody on Saturday. <laughs> The election is in less than 34 days. Oh. I um I, I I've got to apologize to everybody out there and I updated my Facebook post cuz I thought PBS when they were showing it were going to do a live fact check. Um that's what I read online. Um I guess the the fact check was afterwards. Facts and, don't matter, son. Yeah, they, that but I wish they would have just done that throughout. Uh, the debate itself, you New know, York, New York Times, New York Times was doing a, a live. Were fact. they? Yeah. See, I, I was trying to find a find a link for that so I could post it up. But New I York Times were, were doing a live fact check. Um, also, the New York Times are the one who broke the alleged story that our president only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes in the last fifteen years. Um excuse me, Ooh. boss. He paid thirty-eight million in one year. That's right. That's right. That's not true. That's not true. What? Oh is that what he said in the is that what he said yes, in the debate? Yes sir. Yes sir. Thirty eight million in taxes. Thirty eight million dollars in, in one year, he says. And then he'll he says <laughs> you'll get to see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. See he, he, he could he could end all of this. Let me tell you. He could end all of this tax talk if he just showed us his release of taxes right well, now. Why would you? Like, yeah, here. His <laughs> his supporters believe whatever he says. Yeah. And he only stands to lose by releasing them, so he's not going to. No. Right, and like oh, the dimwit in Nebraska, who's like never had to file like <laughs> have an audit, is like, oh yeah, you can't release them because there's an audit going on. You know. Yeah, it was smooth though because he said something that I was definitely 
going to mention, and it's that, yeah, if given the opportunity, if the tax if the tax code has enough loopholes, why would you pay taxes? Amazon doesn't pay taxes. I don't know if Jeff Bezos paid taxes in the last 10 years either. And, and that's that's a major issue. I, I think what I really liked in those in those instances was yes, I, I I feel like his response was mad slick. It made a lot of sense. It's like, yo, I'm a biz I was a businessman before I was president. So I was trying to have to not put out any money. Respect on that. But then what did Joe Biden do? He related it to the people. He was like, yeah, but how does that affect you? And that's exactly what, what I what I would have wanted as a response. It's let's let's stop talking about how much of a bad guy Donald J. Trump is. It's it's a fact. It's been laid out. We have plenty of things that we can turn to to show that he's a bad guy, to show that he's a liar, to show that he won't stick to any promises that he makes. But when we talk about, okay, well, how are these things affecting people? That's what we need to know, right? Um, well, when people don't put money in taxes, those are services that you, the common man, the common woman, the common citizen can't get. Those are funds that can't go into fixing those roads you complain about. Those are funds that can't go into the education system that you complain about. And that's that's a good that that's another thing that I really like about Joe Biden's performance. It's that time and time again, he would address the voters, he would address the people who are watching and say, Well, how do you feel right now? How does middle America? Because you're talking about, oh, well, we had the least deaths. We had the least deaths. All these other countries are lying about how many deaths they had. Yeah, that's great. But how many people at home right now have an empty chair at the dinner table because you lost a family member to COVID? That shit matters. That's what it needs to be. We need to stop trying to make him out to be a bad guy. We don't have to. He's doing a good job of doing that. But how does that affect everybody else? And if the Biden campaign can keep doing that, I'll be happy. You know, I I largely agree with you, but there's a lot of like, you know, the coastal elite sort of critique, right? Like we haven't learned from it. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what we're doing to sway people in the middle of the country who are as hard by COVID, you know, with the... Trump tax returns, you know, I don't, I think it maybe have been too nuanced for Biden to deliver tonight, but, you know, he's running on a campaign of fear. Even tonight, he kept saying, like, if he's president, it would be even more deaths. If he's president, he can't accomplish anything, like, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's a campaign of fear. But, like, you know, that's what he's always done. And so, like, the fear of immigrants, they're coming, they're taking your jobs, they're taking your welfare, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know if that would have been an opportunity for Biden to segue into, like, all these immigrants that he's fear-mongering about are paying more in taxes than he is, right? Like, Ooh, that would have... But I don't know if it would have been too nuanced, right? I don't really know. But, like, that's a reality, right? (laughs) That is a reality. That is a reality. I didn't even think about that. That is true. Like, you know. Uh, Say that one more time. Say that one more time for the people in the back. Hold on. <laughs> what? For the people in the back. <laughs> like, she was basically saying that Mr. Trump's fear mongering about legal immigrants coming in 
and taking away resources from good old Americans, Biden could have at any point in time, but again, would it have been a little too nuanced, which I agree with her, but he could have at any point in time been like, yo, these illegal immigrants he's talking about actually pay more taxes than he has in the last 15 years. And then he would have reminded us again of his 38 million that he probably pulled out of thin air. That's one thing that I respect about Donald Trump is that he is always on his toes. And if he has to make some shit up to get back at you, he will. And as long as he said something, whether it made sense or not, he'll be okay with it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's why it's nearly impossible to fact check him during a debate, right? Like, yes. we, get mad, we get mad at the moderator. I mean, I think Wallace could have done a little bit more tonight. But, like, we get mad at the moderators for not fact checking. But it's like, you never know what garbage is going to come out of his mouth. We right? sure do but, not. Like, when he was talking about COVID, he's like, people told me I did a phenomenal job. What people? Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing. He's, he's always got some guy... When you, when you mentioned anybody, when you were talking about the girl, he's like, oh, I have, a, I have a great relationship with the governor. No, you don't. What are you talking about? Right. right. What are you talk- you're, you're quick to be like, oh, well, the Democratic governor in California. So what are you talking about? I'm what, on what? the phone with the Democratic governor right now. And he said, yeah. no. <laughs> Come on. No, you've been prepping for the, you've been prepping for this debate. Stop lying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's all about like everything is about personal relationships and emotions for him, it, it, and it's stop it. You, you're it's irritating because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Nobody knows the numbers better than I do. Believe me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we believe you. I look at the numbers every day. Uh, Fauci, Fauci said the masks were the were, were were not helping. Then he changed his mind. Oh, what do you mean he changed his mind? Because he looked at the science, the research, facts, the numbers. Maybe well, that's why he changed his mind. And then he did mind. that bullshit about, like, things are out of control in Portland and Minneapolis. And then he, like, turns around. He's mm-hmm. like, look at what happened during the Obama administration, Ferguson and Baltimore. I'm like, motherfucker, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my favorite, one of my favorite parts, the highlights for me, uh, he brought up the H one N one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, at least, at least like, what? Are you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that he had the I actual mean... numbers on back. Like, now fourteen thousand people died. Yeah. <laughs> one no two hundred thousand and and rising. And the economy didn't shut down. <sighs> the so... worst thing that happened to me during H one N one is that when I graduated. The president didn't shake my hand when I walked across stage. And I was a little bit salty about it, but in hindsight, you know. <laughs> I I don't even remember what happened, to be honest with you. That's I mean, I think that just goes to show how good of a job the administration at the time. You know, the I situation. also remember the Disney water parks made you hand sanitize a bunch. <laughs> you remember thousand and nine, son? 2009, yeah. The good old days. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Let me um, let me take let me let me stop us right here real quick and take a brief break. I want to bring Chris in, um, to to kind of just kind of go over more of these uh, tax issues that this man. Oh, he's gonna bring the knowledge (laughs) with the taxes. 
that this man is. I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I just know that I, I let him know that's what we'd be talking about and uh, a little bit more. And I kind of also want to go ahead and and get back to a little bit more of the uh, just Trump not denouncing uh, white supremacy here and kind of like the reactions online right. from uh, some of those groups as well. But uh, stand by. We'll be back in about five minutes. If we'll that. be standing and, by, uh, sir. Yeah, I have him on here in just a second. I'll send him the link. Um, but yeah, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back to the second half here. Uh, Emily's uh, joined us here first, and I'm I got my man prompt. Ross. What's that? I'm always prompt. Well, I mean that's good. I mean you're a you're a lawyer. You should be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I had a hearing at like 9 a.m. this morning. I rolled out about it like 8:45 because it was remote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. In remote land. Cut no. off to Zoom. <laughs> yep. Oh, brother! I heard now you can uh, apparently for Zoom meetings. I was reading you can rent a goat and uh, have the goat join the Zoom meeting. What? Yeah, like a goat. So I guess farmers are trying to uh, like uh, raise money. Because, you know, that whole industry is just in shambles thanks to all the, uh, like, tariffs that Trump put in place for no reason. Okay. They're goat tariffs? No. Hey, I'm trying to figure out the goat parts, right? No, no. So they have, like, goats on the farm, and they have, like, a camera there. And I guess, I don't know who's, you know, texting, you know, back or whatever, but they have a camera on a goat. And you can have a a goat, like, a video of a goat there in your uh, Zoom meeting. And uh, yeah, $6. I can assure you the judge I had on this morning would not have been happy to see a goat. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're just getting up about 15 minutes before, then I'm pretty sure you're pretty close to what they're seeing. Hey, Hi-oh. You know the very first, the picture you posted last week was me rolling out of bed. So that- that's too nice. <laughs> that you didn't even ask me about before posting. Oh. Did- what a- Huh. I already had that. I already had that conversation with him about the pictures he was posting of me. So we cool. <laughs> you know what? Screw you guys. I was all right? really I don't happy care. about my bed head that day, but like I had just a lot of bed that day too. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, I uh, hope soon, and, and we can kind of get started. Um, about everything. I, I just know one of the things I wanted to hit on again was uh, just the fact that how he wouldn't denounce the white supremacy groups and and the reactions online from these groups is what is what I'm seeing now, and it's they're celebrating about like it. the Proud Boys and shit. Yeah, it's the craziest thing ever. Um, you know, because you feel I mean, what you know, what are they supposed to stand by for? What is the Wait, like, well, like, what, what, what are the next orders? What is it? Like, you know what the next you orders have are. Show up at pool places and shit, right? Like, I mean, protesters, you know. Yeah, yo, if if we don't win this election, go ahead and start tearing shit up. Yeah, you know what? What's his name? Um, Ron DeSantis. For that we pass certain laws in Florida, protest laws, right? What? It's okay, it's okay if it's okay if a if the 
if the protesters are blocking traffic, it's okay for you to be in your car and run over some of those protesters <gasps> if you're trying to get away. If you're, yeah, if you're in fear of your, uh, if you're in fear of your life oh or something like God. that. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so the stuff that they were talking about in Charlottesville, can you imagine the guy who killed Heather Hire getting off because right, right, fear right, of his right, right, life? Right. They might as well name it the anti-Heather Hire bill. Right. <laughs> oh my God. If if you're um, a protester and you are blocking traffic or doing anything of the sort, you're allowed to be arrested. And also, didn't you guys just fucking fully open up down there from COVID? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's full so, effect. Uh, my hand uh, is unhinged. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me welcome Chris in because he just joined us. What's up, Chris? What's going on, folks? Uh, yes. Um, DeSantis really is trying to push a anti-protest bill that'll basically make all of it essentially illegal and let off people if they run over protesters, which is just maddening to me. But he even called a special session to try to get it pushed in before the next election happens. And why do we call Florida uh, Swing State again? Please remind me. Actually, I wanted to mention that because I heard you talk about that in the last one. <laughs> Which I also told um, Saul that I was surprised he didn't mention to you that I'm from Lynchburg. Yeah, no, he, he just told me that, actually. I'm not from Lynchburg. I was just there for a night. <laughs> I was going to mention it when you came on, but... Mm -hmm. We're talking about some important shit, so I was like, right, let me fall back. My, my man is telling us how they're handling the 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 corona in the age of capacity in the club. I, it ain't time for my jokes. Oh, it's always time for your jokes, man. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, yeah, so the um, Florida was considered a swing state because... Florida used to be deep red, and it started to turn, quote-unquote, purple. Purple. And it went blue for Obama. Yep. And it started to get close one way or the other. And they were saying that the delegates that you would get out of Florida could decide an election because Florida was starting to go either red or blue, depending on who was up. So the governor of Florida has reliably been a Republican. It yep. stayed red. Yep. However, presidentially, it's gone both ways. It really should have gone to Gore, in my opinion. It did go Obama. Um, it's flip-flopped. So that's why they're starting to call it a swing state. Um, it's odd, though, that presidential-wise, it's going either or. But governor-wise, it's been reliably red. And the, look, the House and Senate for Florida pretty much red right like yeah pretty much so, like i don't understand why we're dumping money there <laughs> <laughs> well because because the most populated states are are blue uh not states i mean counties <laughs> counties yeah we're mm -hmm. talking about a state so you're when you're talking about um the 2016 election miami dade went for clinton um they have like well over two million people in there maybe over a million but miami dade went for clinton um, you have Broward for Clinton, Palm Beach, Hillsborough, Orange County went for Clinton as well. So it's it's literally because those 
very populated counties, Osceola, even Alachua, believe it or not, Leon, Leon County, like those counties were clearly blue during the, the election. And do you so think those counties, Miami, do you think those counties like Miami Dade are going for Biden? Yeah, I still believe so. I still believe to make, it, to make a generalization that I think it's fair to make because it's more political than it is racially backed. I think the Cuban population around that area will go more Trump just because traditionally they normally do. But I think overall that Biden will win that area. Yeah. That's pretty much Because I'm not there. Do you guys think that the enthusiasm is there for the left? Me personally, no. I'm I'm so he says no. And what I'm going to say is maybe. And the reason why I'm saying that is because things are shifting. In 2016, there was a situation where people were whispering or not saying that they were voting for Trump because of the stigma of everything that was associated with them. I mean, the guy literally called Mexicans rapists and drug dealers and murderers and Mexicans word for illegal immigrants and anybody who may be of Latino descent. But now the last four years, people have been emboldened. And so it just means that people on the other side are like, yo, we don't know how erratic those people can get. So let's go ahead and tone it down. But I still think that it's going to happen. We're going to go blue. My my concern. So first off, I totally agree with you. So many people didn't vote in 2016 because they were like, oh, Hillary has this in the bag. This is a joke with the Trump thing. A lot of people that voted for Trump were on the low about it. And so many people were just sitting there with their jaws dropped open down here when mm -hmm. it happened. I do think a lot of those people are like, we can't let that happen again. But so many people here feel disenfranchised also by being Biden as opposed to like a Warren or a Bernie or a Kobachar or mm. someone else who they felt like should have been in that spot. And I find it a struggle convincing Democrats to still vote for Biden, mm. even though they feel like the party has forsaken them. And I'm like, well, you have to consider this. If you dislike Trump as much as I believe you do, you're only shooting yourself in the foot if you abstain as a point against the Democratic Party, trying to punish them for not hearing you and choosing who you wanted them to choose. Because even some of the people that were kind of like, okay, okay, we'll take Biden, we'll go with that, but we want to do something about the police thing. And then you bring in a vice president that's highly tied to the police. A lot of people felt some type of way about that. I I agree with you. It's I think we've said it before. It's not so much that people are running towards Biden. It's more that they're mm -hmm. running away from Donald Trump. Exactly. And that just may be the deciding factor. And I think that because of that, there's more of a chance, at the very least, in the state of Florida. I'm not talking about the rest, the rest of the nation, because I really, really shit the bed four years ago when I was like, this ain't happening. So 
I'm not doing that again. And one of the reasons was because, yeah, I was actually going by all these polls that were being that were being yep. published. And there's one thing that I forgot about these polls. These polls don't call every hell. They didn't call my house. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, we're going by these polls. They'll call what, like fifteen hundred people, and then that's it. But they weren't calling. You know, we have people who live in the backwoods of Marion County, right? Taylor County. Sort of yeah. golf count like these places were overwhelmingly red to the tune of like two to one, right? Yeah. So, so I I think we have a huge enthusiasm gap. Like I I really do. And white women overwhelmingly voted for Trump because we fucking suck, <laughs> and I don't see <laughs> Biden swaying us <laughs> he's not wooing us that's for sure yeah uh like i just i i feel like there's a lot of people that are just gonna be like everything sucks what what difference does it make and i don't know how to combat that but um i just see a huge enthusiasm problem i, I think, totally agree i think white people have the uh, have the luxury of doing that not not you in general i'm just saying generally speaking you know, if, if like they don't want to vote or if they're like, well, it doesn't make a difference and who cares? Yeah. Like that is, you know, to me, that's just a, it's just such a wild way to look at it because, you know, someone in my well, shoes. They're not really impacted by a lot of it day to day. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... But it's like, you know, it's, it's a shock how much by how much of, of, you know, of like what they're not impacted by, like how much there is of that. And it like it's a shock to me how much impacts someone like me or Ross or Chris, like just drastically. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, it's but it's also hard not to know what the impact is, right? Like, this is kind of why I said to you, Saul, that I like kind of wanted to amend my answer last week when you were like, "What's the ranking of like white men versus black men or white women versus black men?" Right? And I was like, "Well, we're fighting it out, right?" Like, but it's kind of apples and oranges, right? Like it's a completely different situation. We were founded on racist and misogynistic values and like in different aspects, they impact different things, but it's really hard for someone who's not actively trying to understand another person's day-to-day life, right? Like it's hard for them to understand that it's not really that big of a deal or it's a huge deal or this, that, or the other. Right. Like, yeah. um, so, and I've heard a lot of white women talking about how they're going to just vote third party. Right. Cause they're like, I'm not going to vote for Trump again, but I can't vote for Biden. I'm like, well, why the fuck not? <laughs> right. My, so. my hot take on the third party thing. I'm not anti third party in general. But I feel like I need you to have that third party energy three years before the election. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, I can't hear the third party thing when there's six months up into the election. And realistically, there's no way either of them win. Like, even if you don't like Biden at this point, if you're doing the lesser of two evils, I need you to vote Biden. No that you'll get him for four years, know that's better than the Trump situation, and go, okay, we patched up this wound. 
Now, what do we really want to do? And then you can put boots to the ground and try to get a third party candidate that you really believe in, I think. But I just think it's a shot in the foot right now to go, well, I just don't believe in this Biden situation. So I'm just not going to make a move on it. Yeah, I mean, I think I would be in favor of ranked choice voting, like Maine does, right? Like that allows you to vote for a third party if that's really what you want to do, but you rank your second choice because the third party's not going to win. But like, you know, if we did it nationwide, maybe it would make a difference. Um, Doesn't France do the elections like that? I feel like. Maybe as well. I heard I heard something like that 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 they kind of do the same thing over there in 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 France, where, you know, they, you you rank them, and they kind of they go by that by like the ranking system or whatever when you vote. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of I kind of think that's pretty. That's definitely an interesting take, and I mean, I'd be open for that. I, anything. I, I mean, because the two party system obviously doesn't work. We all know this, you know, this isn't right. a joke, you know, I just, the thing is, and, and I, I know, and I'm glad you're saying this, Chris, and, and we're kind of talking about this now, um, because I, I get so angry at all these, uh, all these posts I see online and, 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 and like, kind of, you know, Twitter or whatever about people just, you know, they're so slick and they're so smart and like Biden's just as evil and he's just as bad and yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, he, he really isn't first off. Like he, he, he really isn't. They're completely different. Um, but you know, they're just kind of like saying like, it doesn't matter if you vote or I, you know, it doesn't like whatever, just I'd rather not even vote for Biden or this, that, and the third is the same thing. It's like, you guys are out of your minds. Like how, you know, you're really going to like cut off your own nose to spite your face. You know what I mean? What I'm getting, the sense I'm getting is like the Republicans that don't want to vote for Trump, like, are smaller than the undecideds that are like, I just won't vote, or the Democrats are like, I'm not voting for that hat. Right. I feel like the Republicans have more commitment to the party than we do. Yes. I yes. feel the true conservative. Because we have values. <laughs> <laughs> the true conservatives have not wanted to rock with Trump from the start. Nope. But have been like, He's on our team, apparently, so we have to do this. Whereas we've been more likely to be divisive and not automatically just go with whoever the dam is. Yep. And Trump has kept the true conservatives pretty happy with the judicial bench. That's, and that's what it's right. all about. That's what it's all about. That's why what you were mentioning earlier where people are like, well, it doesn't matter who's in office. no. It matters, if nothing else, for that specific reason. That's why it matters, because that's who's going to nominate people, and that's who's going to be voting on the Senate for those people. That's why it matters. I swear, I almost started a firestorm a couple of days ago on Facebook, because, and this was a situation where I typed the status and then deleted it. I was going to put... All of you who didn't vote in 2016 and all of you who felt like it didn't matter and the Trump situation would be whatever, the same as everything else, but you're now upset 
that Ginsburg's seat is going to be reassigned by Trump. I just want you to think hard about that next time that yeah. comes around. And I know yeah. a lot of people would have been salty about that post, but it really is true in my opinion. Well, people really need education, right? Like my own mother the other day, I was talking to her because she was upset about her death and everything, but she's not super political. And she's like, you know, justices should think more about this and they should retire early so this doesn't become a problem. Like, it's not a just it's not just about them or their ego. She said something along those lines. I was like, Mom, she couldn't retire early because she knew that during the Obama administration, she wasn't going to get a confirmation to replace her, right? Like, Obama wasn't going to get that hearing. So, like, that's why she held on. But she obviously wasn't going to resign during Bush, right? But, like, that's why there's now suggestions for term limits and all this. But the 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 courts is really where a lot of this shit plays out, but, right? But also, mm-hmm. let's be the fair. The Affordable Care Act and everything. Let's, let's be fair. Um, she held out also because she wanted to be nominated by the first woman president of the United States, which was supposed to be because, well, she won the popular vote. So I don't think that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did anything wrong in this situation. Right. Because if you look at the numbers, yeah, Hillary Clinton won. We won't get into a, a talk about the electoral college or anything of the sort, but in all honesty, she didn't do anything wrong. I think it's also tough to, um, and this is just from like a competitor standpoint, uh, it's tough to give up something that you really like doing, that you love doing, and something that you're good at. Um, especially when I feel, you know, something like a Supreme Court justice, uh, to me, I mean, my opinion personally, I feel like they get better with age. I, anybody does when it, hey, that's a role uh, of understanding kind of unless they're losing <laughs> unless they're losing their like you know unless they're like in dementia stages but i think for the most part i from my experience with with uh i guess like older people for the most part like like the elderly are kind of like you know they, they end up coming around a wow. lot of the time um because they realize like hey it's what was i all in up do I get my panties in a bunch for a lot of the uh, a lot of the 70 and 80 year old judges uh, don't echo that sentiment really and I am for mandatory retirement ages yeah I'm... Having, having worked for senior judges um, <laughs> but you know but but you know we have this lifetime. Uh, appointment right and like she couldn't have retired earlier right she really couldn't have she wasn't gonna uh, retire during Bush she couldn't during Obama because they wouldn't have anybody to confirm her or to, mm-hmm. to fill her seat so you know that's where we are so, yeah. oh, my goodness. Clarence Thomas assumed office in 1991 that's gonna be 30 years yep. next year yep like, just imagine on Facebook when you see people complain about things changing. People get so set in their ways and they don't want to hear a word about anything else. When we let all of these oldest dirt politicians stick around forever, 
they're so much less likely to change than any new blood. I mean, uh, if they anything. go and check, you're right, but I hear you. There's really no reason for it, right? Like, retirement age is like 65, 67, or older if you're in, like, the service industry, right? With oh, yeah, super but, older. Like, you know, the... <laughs> But, like, why are we making judges work till they're 80, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, especially since they get they get their salary for life. Yeah, it doesn't it, – it, let them retire at a reasonable age, put someone new in, term limits, 18 years, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this 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 one right here, Amy Barrett, she, she was born in 72. Yeah. Yeah, she's 48. She's 48. She's, she's, she's going to be in there. A lifetime, my friend. She could be yeah. in there for 40 years. Our she, generation will be shifted by this. Just she, um, apparently, she's part of some religious conservative group. Oh, you mm-hmm. That they like, they like, they call the women the handmaids or whatever. You're going there, like huh? That. This, yeah, I read it. I read the article. I, it blew my mind because it literally echoes the handmaid's tale. Yeah, and if people aren't watching this show, I get it. I, you know, I was skeptical about it. I think I skipped out on the first two seasons, and I ended up like binge watching the first two when the third one came out, um, or something like that. But I, listen, all I know is, if if we're if if there's anything, I mean, mirroring that kind of reality, then we're really in a shitload of trouble. I mean, it was so disingenuous, like everything he does, but it was so disingenuous tonight for Trump to be like, you don't know her stance on Roe v. Wade. Yes, motherfucker. We do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, exactly. She has laid it out word for word. <laughs> but again, that's why we DJ do. Trump is DJ Trump. Oh. Right, because the uneducated voter is like, oh, I don't know. And then they'll never watch the Senate hearings and then it'll just float away. Yo, my man, there was a part when uh, <laughs> when Joe Biden was like, he even when he looked at the numbers, he even said, when he was asked about the numbers, he even said, it is what it is. And then he got slick. He was like, and you know what? It is what it is because you are who you are. I was like, oof. <laughs> that, that, that was a low blow. Shout out to you. But yeah, she's part of um, the, oh, I forgot the name of the group, you guys. Jeez, Louise. People of praise. Yes, people of praise. People Didn't you post praise. that up? Or I thought you might you might have posted it for some reason. I could I could be wrong. But yeah, people of praise group. There's some extremist uh evangelical group. Oh, they're that, not uh, they're not extremist. I mean anything called the handmaids to me and, and the things that they do. Or believe in, or whatever. That to me seems a little bit extremist. I, I a think, lot of people are using the term fundamentalist, which is like a yeah. nicer way to spin that. But yeah, I think I think that that well, the book the book that Margaret Atwood published doesn't help how we view the word handmade, right? And of course, that group has views in terms of like, yeah, women women shouldn't be holding positions of leadership and the man is the head of the household. Except how is she going to be a justice? But how is that any different from any of our other religions out there in terms of Christianity, Judaism, 
Islam and those. So, so that's why I'm saying, I don't know that I would call it an extremist group, but yeah, it is, it is, it is something that's fearful because what happens when your husband tries to tell you how you should decide a case? Do you then follow the head of the household and decide to view the case as he decides you should? So those are, those are definitely concerns, but. I mean, all right. So here, let me, let me um, go ahead. No, 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 go. Go for it. Go for the, it. I, the thing we have to swallow is like it's a foregone conclusion. She will be on the bench. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's happening. No, 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 that's I'm I'm being nice by saying allegedly here and there, but man. Yeah. So what, no, what I was, no. So what I was gonna say is uh the people of praise, they were formed in nineteen seventy one by Kevin Ranigan and Paul DeSellis. Uh both men were involved in the Catholic charismatic renewal in which Pentecostal religious experiences such as baptism and the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, and prophecy are practiced by Catholics. Yeah, and that's straight from from Pentecostalism, like it says, and that's very much Protestant. Was it like Pentecostal Metacatholic and had a baby? Like, (laughs) Yes, that's literally it, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's like, uh, it's just not that good. And let's see, they were based in South Bend, Indiana. Surprise, surprise! Isn't that where the KKK is from? That's that's if you ask. It's Spike where Lee. Pete Buttigieg is from. That's if that's, you ask Spike Lee. Yes, but I think that South Bend, Indiana, also where the University of Notre Dame is, and that's a very big bastion in Catholicism. Yeah, but I, I know it was Indiana, I believe, the, the KKK. Again, if you ask Spike Lee, that's the case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all that he asked. <laughs> yeah, that's the only guy I asked. What are you talking about? I called Spike, him Spike Lee himself. is his God and his religion. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you remember the old, uh, the old uh, Saturday Night Live? Um, what were they, like the Chicago guys or something like that? Like uh, the Bears. The Bears. Mm-hmm. The like, Bears. Yeah, the band, like who would win, Ditka or guy? You know, you could interchange that with Spike Lee and me. You know, it's like <laughs> who would win in a in a fight, Spike Lee or God? And I'd be like, correction, Spike Lee is God. Uh, <laughs> trick, trick question. Like, <laughs> no, and yeah. uh, I'm just I'm just looking up facts on this uh, on this group. So so um, hold on, so hold on. So um, when if we're talking about like maybe 2002 or 2003. Spike Lee is actually speaking at UCF, and um, I ended up going to that. Oh, so lucky! At the end, there was a Q and A session, and then some poor white kid comes up, gets on the mic, and he's like, "Hi, my name is let's call him Anthony, and I'm from Indiana." And as soon as he says that, Spike Lee goes, "Birthplace of the Klan." And I was like, oh, it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter what poor little Anthony's going to say at this point. Ended because as soon as Spike Lee says that, the whole room erupts like, oh. So that's a wrap. That's donezo. That's- well, where, where did the clan form? Because I read, and I mean, I read myself when I was like looking stuff up. I don't know, whenever. It is my understanding that the KKK was formed in the southern United States in the 19 in the 1960s in the 1860s during reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going I'm not going to say 
that it was in um that it was Indiana. I know that when the movie um Birth of a Nation came out, I think that Georgia kind of like revived it again. And then when you have the civil rights movement of the 50s, well, and that again is in the South, well, the KKK, the South shall rise again, no? But um, if you read something, I'm not going to. Well, I mean, listen, you sound a little bit more uh, <laughs> confident in that answer <laughs> than mine. Um, but here's a... And here's that part about the handmaiden thing. It's uh, members of people of praise. Uh, they couldn't be reached for comment when uh, when this article came. Oh out. man, they got uh, they got they took down everything that they had, like any previous publications that they had, because her husband apparently holds holds a position of power, held a position of power in it. But I know definitely her father did, and then she was like the head of one of their schools. And you can't be affiliated with their schools if you're not an active member. But they deleted anything, or like all of their internal magazines that they would have, like archives on the website, which is what, you know, if you go on, uh, I don't know, the Atlantic Month Monthly, you know, you'll be able to find older, older issues. But they got rid of all of that. Hmm. A week before Trump announced that. Wow. He, yeah. Well, when, they, when Forbes came out with this article, they couldn't reach anybody for a comment on this, but they are... They're said to be accountable to a same-sex advisor called uh, Head for the Men. Mm-hmm. And then until recently, a handmaiden for women who gives input on a wide variety of personal decisions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so pretty much, I mean, let me see what else here. It says uh, the group is not nefarious. We don't try to control people. That's what Craig S. Lent said in 2017. Uh Real-time host uh, Bill Maher criticized them like last Friday. Oh, but that's Bill Maher. He criticized. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of him, anyways. But uh, it's uh, it, I don't. It, it's just it's a little frightening. I don't know, Chris. Have you seen Hand, Handmaid's Tale at all? No, I have a general idea of it being horrifying, but I haven't watched it. Um, <laughs> horrifying. I used to call it my like weekly Wednesday depression. Oh, I believe it. And <laughs> what really concerns me to kind of take it back to what Emily was saying earlier is a bunch of the women who supported Trump or were anti-Hillary in general kind of act against, in my opinion, and this is just in my opinion, their own self-interest often. And I think there are a lot of the same people that are like, I wish I could live in the 20s or I wish I could live in the 50s. And like, I knew people that were like, that were women that were like, I would never want to see a female president. Or things weren't so bad back then, I wish it was like back then. Whereas I think you would want the right to decide to be a housewife, not be forced into being a housewife, you know? And I think sometimes there's a disconnect with some women about that. Yeah. Maybe and, not. Everyone got really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> but again, the, the whole the whole Handmaid's Tale show, you know, it's a dystopian novel. It's mm-hmm. thing that that Margaret Atwood wrote. Sometimes she says that it is from the people of praise. Other times she says it's not. But the term itself 
is because, you know, in, in Catholicism, that's how they refer to Mary, Jesus's mother. You know, she's the handmaid of the Lord. You know, she's a servant of the Lord. So that's why I'm like, ah, we can't allow that what the show has made that word to become to be how we view people from that religion. However, I'm still concerned about decisions that are going to be made since that's their, that's their, that's how they view the world in terms of men being the ones to be in a position of, of leadership and positions of power. So that's questionable. You know, is it going to be her husband or is it going to be whomever the, the chief judges, Mr. Chief Justice, Mr. Roberts. So that's, that's where my, my concern is obviously. Life imitates art. Art imitates life. That, <laughs> this show can become a reality. <laughs> and we need to put a stop to this. <laughs> lizard people everywhere. Ah. <laughs> Don't talk about lizard people. That's the Trump kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Chris, Um, we're at uh, 100% everything now. We are. I guess. How, how, how is that? Like, um, are you Wait, guys still? Can I ask just a quick clarifying question? Like, last time we talked, you guys had only just reopened bars like a week prior. <laughs> so how did you get to like a hundred percent open? I don't know. To be honest. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> yeah. No. Just don't. Checking. I mean. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't think anybody. Uh, anybody knows. I, I, it just happened all of a sudden, and and. Uh, they, uh, everything is just packed apparently downtown and, and everywhere i like how um so are you guys still doing like a mask mandate or what what has changed what has not changed what uh what did you see right because the mask so is no longer mask. required by law <gasps> what well that's Talk where it gets so DeSantis said no nothing period point blank Demings, as mayor, goes, yeah, well, DeSantis said whatever he said, but you should still wear a mask. <laughs> should. So, is there enforcement behind that? <laughs> so that's the other thing. So Demings was like, whatever DeSantis said is whatever he said, but I am not lifting the mask mandate. However, DeSantis's order said that there are no criminal penalties or fines for it. So I don't know what happens if the cops approach you or if someone approaches you without a mask. You get tased. That's what happens. Well, yeah. Well, me, of <laughs> course. But <laughs> other people, I'm wondering how that works because it's like mom and dad are fighting. So, But I dad is the leader, back. and so you have to listen to dad. <laughs> you know, so that's that's where it gets weird. Like I don't know. You can't listen to the handmaid. Wait, so but like at your bar, are are your staff wearing masks or no? Yes. Ah. And people coming into the clubs are also wearing masks. Are they wearing masks voluntarily, or because you guys like have a sign that says they need to wear masks? The signs are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shocked. Like, what? I, I 
Go right Sorry, ahead. Take, take, let, let, let that sink in. I don't understand. <laughs> now, um, before this conversation goes any further, I do not speak on behalf of anyone. No, 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 no. I'm trying to understand, mm -hmm. like, what are your rates right now to justify DeSantis being like free for all? Well, the, the, the very next day, I think we let the nation in deaths. Oh, good. Well, okay. so uh, that makes sense. yeah, I've I've seen both sides, but of course the problem is those numbers are skewed depending on who you get them from. Um, because I've seen oh we've dropped in cases, and I've also seen we've had a bunch of deaths, and I don't know who to believe in that because the numbers aren't close. Um, so that problem I, I think for everyone. I, I was just. I, heard I was recently, just going by the numbers on the news, like on, on Channel 9 and everything else. Uh, when they were doing the COVID reporting or the COVID update, that day he announced we would go back to phase, we'll go phase three full open. And then uh, literally the next day, uh, we led the nation in deaths and our cases are spiking up. Um, we had, I don't know if it was like a thousand new cases or something but like that. But that wouldn't be related yeah, to that spike. It's probably more of a, what's the... No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's related to, to the phase three. I'm saying it's, pro yeah, it's related to uh, what just happened a couple Labor Day, ago. Memorial Day, Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. All that. So, Are, I don't aren't know. you guys I, like 3% rate right now? It, I think it's like seven. It's seven? <laughs> Yo, I'm loving yeah. Emily finding out the truth. <laughs> I, yeah, already, I, mean, I already told my mom. I was like, I'm not coming down to Florida for Christmas, so you better figure out something. Um, I mean, where where could we find? Where, where, let me see if I can find, because these, find these numbers now. I know right now that New York City is freaking out that certain boroughs are like 3% right now, right? Like Brooklyn is like a little bit above 3% and they're flipping out. And we still haven't fully reopened up here or in New York. I can't believe you guys are fully opened. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, my God. No more restrictions, homie. Oh, gosh. This is America. I believe the uh, I believe the kids would refer to it as we out here. We out here. That's right. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Now, now, I will say, we opened bars and restaurants much earlier than you guys did, right? Because you guys only did it like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we reopened at like a 50% capacity, mostly outside, blah, blah, blah. Somewhere around like end of May or early June. But we have a, we have a lot of outdoor space, so most people... If they felt comfortable, I don't think it ever got to 50% at most places, but like we've been open longer and we still haven't gone to 100%. <laughs> um, well, we had we had restaurants open the whole time, anywhere that served food oh. uh, could stay open, and then everybody started serving food and sandwiches and stuff, and you know, then that's they that's how bars were able to stay open even if they didn't serve food to begin with um, a lot of places places um, started getting restaurant licenses in order to yeah, yeah that was the money grabbed by the state yeah that's i can't i couldn't believe that you guys are at seven percent 
So Orlando, Orange County, uh, median age is 36 years old. Of getting this, according to this, Oof, uh, yeah. look. Well, you you missed the cutoff there, Saul. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> she had jokes, jokes and jokes and jokes. Uh, let's see, forty-eight percent male, fifty-one percent female. Uh, let's see, how's this working out? Ethnicity: twenty-five percent of those cases are Hispanic. Uh, what else am I looking for here? 446 deaths in, or, in, in Orange County. Since it began? Um, I guess so. Yeah. 40,000 yeah, 40, total cases. Okay. Um, so that's that. But I'm trying to see what happened last week. Or when, when was it? Just a couple days ago? Oh, this weekend, what happened? I don't know. I know worldwide we've had one million deaths. Yeah. But like crazy. I don't know. Anyways. All right, Chris. So what's been going on out there, man? Yeah. I mean every you know, I mean we out here. Um <laughs> Is every I mean, are they following rules for the most part, even though it's phase three, you know? Well, I mean, initially before everything became wide open. Everyone, like, I really wasn't seeing much in the way of pushback of things, but now people are still wearing their masks. But outside of that, everything is wide open. I mean, you can dance again. You can you can dance. Walk again. around the so bar, you whatever. Can't, you can't wear your fancy shoes anymore. You had a one week window <laughs> last week. You were supposed to come over the weekend. You were like, I don't know, man. You know, Friday and Saturday, I, I don't know. You missed your chance. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I did. I totally slacked on, on dripping on everybody. This, um, <laughs> well, look, if you ever decide you really want to come on the weekend, I will make sure no one touches your sneakers. Personally. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here in VIP, son. Oh, yeah. Oh, Always VIP. Oh, good. Let me see. You <laughs> You guys are ridiculous. Um, uh, let's see. So, oh, that's what it was. So, um, oh, so this is recent. Hours away from the first debate, uh, Florida health officials have reported 3,200 new cases um, of COVID-19. And uh, let's see, the new cases uh, bring, yeah, on Tuesday, bring Florida's total up to 704,568 who tested positive since March. Uh, the last time Florida reported more than 3,000 new cases was 10 days ago. Uh, so... I always just find it hard to contextualize without a percentage of the population. <laughs> I mean, let's see. So the fatal- not to say that report- like the fatality is not significant. I just don't know how to measure it against other places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just I just still think 3,266 people is a lot of people and Orlando is uh, I mean Orange County is pretty big but still that's I mean 3,000 people that's yeah I mean up here we've had like I don't know 600 and something deaths I I, we've had seven one separate group from at least two of them right like I know people that have died from it but I don't know if like 
the average Floridian knows people that have died from it. Listen, all I know is restaurants, bars, and nightclubs are fully open. <laughs> gyms, gyms and fitness centers full capacity. <gasps> um, full oh, yeah, capacity? Theme parks. Theme parks can return oh, to yeah. normal operations. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yes. Do you have to wear a mask at the gym? Probably no. Not. I don't. I, no, I you, no, no. Emily, Emily, let's say, let's say the gym says, "Yo, you have to wear a mask." If yeah. you wear a mask, you cannot get fined. <gasps> the gyms. So essentially, telling people to wear a mask is as if you are the UN. Uh, okay. This the only way I'm going to disagree with problem. that. Also, I saw something about Disney laying off like twenty eight thousand people. I think that's in Cali, you know. Oh, it's a- no, both yeah. between between Florida. Damn. And- but go ahead, Chris. You were going to Universal cut a bunch of people too. Um, but yeah. private. Yeah, yeah, you, didn't, you didn't like me calling them the UN. You were like, nah, son, we're not weak like the UN. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say private businesses can still say we don't want you to come in without a mask. That is not right. encouraging on your rights. If anyone right. is hearing this, thinking that is the case, it is not. No they shirt, no shoes, no, no mask. No shirt, no shoes, no mask. Now, will some places do that? Yes. Will some not? Correct. Um, but that all depends on where you go. But also, like, to me, in my mind, I'm like, well, then I want to know where that person just came from to know if they went to a masked place or not. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I'm it, a little it, crazy up here. It's no, I mean it's serious. They're, they're talking about local governments can resume in-person meetings. You know it's fucked up. Wow. I mean, a few weeks ago, I went by Planet Fitness, and I didn't go in. I was just kind of walking around the neighborhood, and the sign on the door said, "Masks are required to go in and to be worn as long as you're not working out." Mm. So Planet Fitness has already been like that for a while. I mean, mm. the gyms up here opened, I think, the middle of June. And there, I want to say, a third of the capacity. And you mm. have to wear the mask the entire time. And they're very controlled about you moving around the spaces right. of the gym so that you're distance and and most people haven't gone back i actually have because i trust my gym a little bit and i'm assuming some risk a little bit Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's a mixture but um but i have to wear my mask the entire time even when i'm dying um and ultimately you know it is what it is so i just can't believe you guys are back open well, I mean, I don't think the state opened. I mean, like, as a hot take, I think the state was going to open no matter what the numbers looked like just because of the political climate. Talk I about think that. they were just going to do optic-wise what they wanted to do. I don't think DeSantis or anyone really cared what the numbers looked like. He was like, we're just going to open this door and we're going to do what we do. And I told Saul plenty of times, I'm like, look, if you want to shut everything down and really control everything, fine. You just have to do that to everything, which Florida has not wanted to do from the jump. They've picked and chosen 
from the jump what they wanted to close and what they wanted to like keep running. Yeah. And it was never necessarily about the numbers. It was more about who are we willing to piss off and who are we not? And obviously it doesn't matter who we piss off. So. No, they don't care. Let me see. In the last, uh, this is my last stat here for this. Uh, between Orange and Polk counties, uh, nearly 1,000 people have died in six months. So, I mean, it's 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 still real. And that yeah. also undercounts the people that have ongoing symptoms from this, right? Like, yeah, I know people oh, that yeah. have post even... post viral syndrome. Yeah, we're not even talking about all that. Yeah, I uh, I just. My 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 whole thing has been is you know I like yeah and Chris is right it's like yo they got to shut it they should have shut it all down but uh, they they need to support these businesses somehow right and that's what that's that's where they they, they failed us all they, they like the state just failed failed the state everybody. and the federal government right like what we all should have done is like literally stayed home for like three months right <laughs> we would have had workers that need to be paid extra to deliver groceries and shit like that but like everyone should have stayed home quashed it we should have monitored people that are coming in through the country i've had friends i had a friend come in from japan at the end of february they didn't take a temperature they didn't do anything right they just like ushered them through so like there were ways to curb this initially Forty thousand people. Forty thousand people still got in after his China ban, yeah. supposedly. But but forty thousand guarantee you they weren't like there. I bet they weren't temperature checks like no they, they weren't, weren't at all where they come from right like you know I mean it's my understanding that they told New York they're like hey we're gonna lock the city down in a week. And when you gave people that heads up, they just went to all the states that weren't locked down. Yeah. 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 They all came to Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, not we'll see what happens close. now. No, yeah, nowhere close. We'll see what happens now these uh, these next couple weeks. It's convenient that phase three is happening uh, <clears throat> right, you know, right, right three weeks before the election. Um, I mean, do you think that's I, politically? I don't know. Do you think that's politically? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you can't yeah. personally. Number yeah. one, you can't vote if you're dead. I know that's a bit extreme. <laughs> In foil haddish, but it's the truth. Yeah. Two, um, if these numbers go up, how many people are gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna, gonna stay home. vote. Yeah. Right. And you know you don't trust that mail system. USPS, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but now it's almost too late to get your mail-in ballots or whatever. And to request like I them. said last week, they're disqualifying shit left and right. Mm-hmm. So. Wear your hat suit and go in person. Yeah, I mean, like, it's sort of, like, uh, contradictory for Trump to be like, there's going to be widespread voter fraud. But, like, what happens if he wins? <laughs> He's going to be like, it was great. There was no fraud. Um, but like they're just qualifying shit left and right. So 
I mean, to give Trump credit, like he knows that he can say anything he wants to and then retract it or deny it at any point and just say it's fake news. He didn't say it and never happened. They're lying on me. And if it's something that he wants just his base to hear, he can say it. He knows conservative media like Fox News will just play that over and over to his base and he can deny it to everyone else and he can do it over and over again and he never has a uh, he never has a repercussion. No. He did it tonight when he was like when Biden was like he said inject bleach and he was like that was sarcastic, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yo man, that guy is great. I remember when when they asked him earlier earlier this week when they asked him about the um the tax report, the tax, you know, the, as far as the tax return, he goes, "Well, that's fake news, and it's also illegal to release my tax." Hold on, is it fake news or what? <laughs> what are you saying? Seventy thousand dollars for his yo. I need to. I, need I to- think they should have spent way more time on his taxes tonight. <laughs> I uh, they could have. They should have. Seventy thousand dollars. I wonder what. Like what package is that? Is that the the middle package? Is that like what tier are we talking about of like hair, you know, hair plugs here or whatever? Straight up, because it doesn't look like it's the most expensive package, which leads me to believe that that you know he knowing him, you know, he's probably probably didn't pay somebody or try to get like the low low deal. Low 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 deal was the seventy was seventy k for. You know the rat nest on his head. The low, low deal. I'll tell you what. Um, we'll have to uh, since since Emily is the attorney among us, the divorce attorney. Yeah. So, <laughs> Let's so, so maybe maybe on the next episode that we have her on, we can have her elaborate on that because um, I was I was looking earlier this week at you all know Dr. Dre is going through a little Hollywood divorce and. She had like one nine hundred thousand dollars monthly for entertainment, and I would love to get a break. I mean, I'm not even mad at her, you know, if that's the life. But aren't they getting divorced in California? Yes. Yeah, that's what is she asking for? What is if you? What is his wife asking for? As of right now, as of what last I checked, she was asking for like two mil a month. Yeah. So, so if you're the dependent spouse. Get divorced in California. <laughs> hey. So two mil a month, and she also wants the rights again to the name Doctor. To be fair, they got he? married in '96, and he did not, and he did not um, either trademark or re- basically like buy the rights to it. '97, <laughs> they were already married when he did that. Oh, that's not great for him. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> listen, he's a billionaire. He gonna be all right. Yeah, he's gonna be all right. It's you can't right. take it with you when you die, Andre. You can't take it with you when you die. Yeah, and you know it's modifiable if he has a decrease in his income. No, uh, if you're a dep- California has something called a community property state. It's one of the few, and uh, you know it's its own beast. So she's good there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! I mean, I am curious 
What do you think a $70,000 haircut should look like? Well, that's $70,000 for that year, right? I mean, all right. So, all right. If it's 70 grand for the year, divide what? And, and let's be, let's be, I'd say let's you get a haircut once a month. Okay. Once a month? What's that? I mean, I usually try to get a cut every like two to three weeks. All right, so so seventy thousand. You go in there and get it shaped up, trimmed up. Well, divide that, that by twelve. Stuff. Man's is spending five thousand eight hundred and thirty-three dollars a month on that on his hair, on See, his. So let's just let's just round up to six grand with tips. That Biden should be doing with the constituents to say he spends more on his hair than you spend on rent. Straight up, your mortgage. Straight up. Or a mortgage. If, if I have a house and my mortgage is five grand, that's, I mean, what kind of, that's, I'm, I'm living in a nice house, Ross. Yo, this ain't even a house at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the estate. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, at this point, I think, Ross, you and Chris will both have have wings in my $5,000. I'll take the east side. Stage. Eastern wings for me, sir. <laughs> I like West I like the Why did I get included? Listen, you uh, well, you yeah. went to the prestigious uh, yeah. American University Law School. You gonna be all right? No, you live down I the street from my house. You're okay. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I, I just can't imagine. I, I want, I, man. All right. So first off, my barber better have like solid gold. Uh, like trimmer, straight up, like, like gold, solid gold. Everything inside of it is gold. The blades really are gold. Looking like Trump's fucking living room right now. But continue. Yo, <laughs> or maybe it's Saddam Hussein's living grand, room. For seventy grand a year. Yes. And 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 I I better have like a uh, uh like I mean it's it's what's better than silk like cashmere or something. Yes, only the finest linens. Kind of, yeah, like you know the little the little uh, cape they put around. Don't you. put no cotton on my skin, bruh. No, <laughs> no, no cotton. I don't wear cotton. I only wear the finest linens. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So I want that. Um, I mean, obviously, there's got to be like some sort of some sort of like beer man walking around, or or, or liquor person, or 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 wine person. Just someone coming to me, some robot. I want a alcohol robot. Like 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 in Rocky Three. <laughs> Yes, I want the Rocky Three robot this bringing me my, my choice of beverage. I made a Rocky Three reference, bro. I mean, for that kind of money, I mean, somebody better. I better have Snoop rolling like the freshest blunts on the planet, just like on deck. I like that he never mentions a woman in the seventy k analysis. <laughs> this is a barbershop. So what do, I, what do you? I mean, it's a barbershop. I, you know, maybe get like a petty while 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 I'm no, getting no, no one's serving you drinks. Oh so yeah, nothing. <laughs> I mean, the robot serving him drinks. The robot, it's okay. Yeah, nah, the robot. Have you seen the robot from Rocky Three? No. That's you him being on. sex positive. Emily saying that not it's not just a woman who could be getting him drinks. <laughs> That's all. He, he didn't want to see. He kicked me out of his house. <laughs> correction, correction. I never even offered you a position exactly. in that. Okay, no way. Problem. I mean, that's a lot for seventy grand. 
It better not be like butt hair they're plugging I mean, in on my head either. It better be like grand, so that's fair. Okay. Seventy grand a year. It better be it better be Brad Pitt's own hair from his head. Right. Like, implanting his hair was head. freshly stolen from Brad Pitt this morning. Yeah, like they got all the yeah. hair off his comb. Ugh. That's wild. By the way, I think for that much you should have the robot from short circuit. Oh, Johnny Five? Yes. Johnny Five. Now we're talking. See, now we're talking. Gold Johnny Five from Short Circuit 2. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see Trump come on TV one day with waves. (laughs) (laughs) But the baby hair is up front. Oh, my. (laughs) This is what you're giving up your sleeping time for. Baby hairs. Baby hairs on Trump. Stay wavy, Trump. Do you ever wonder if, like, the girl who sets the timer on his tanning bed just, like, forgets to turn it off? Or maybe she does so on purpose in hopes that maybe, just maybe. I'm telling you, it's not not even a tanning bed. No, it's not even a tanning bed. He he still gets, like, spray tan from, like, 1988 tanning solution. I don't know, man. His ears are so white. <laughs> yeah, behind his ears, it's a, it's a different story. That's gross. Mm. All right. Now this is just turning into a Trump bashing session. I think the night's... Uh, just, time just, to Trump, just, right haircut, just a haircut bashing section. Yeah, it's all good. Um, Ross, man, you had any, any uh, final words for us? <sighs> this election... Is gonna depend on voters showing up overwhelmingly for one side or the other. Because if it's a close one, it's going to the Supreme Court. And he made it, Chris Wallace asked him about it, and he made it clear that he's ready for that to happen. Yeah. So make sure you register to vote. Make sure you do vote, and that you vote early, preferably in person. That's all I got. My man, Chris. I co-sign exactly what Ross just said. Um, I think it's important that you go in person. Just throw on a mask. Vote early. It'll only take a few minutes. I think that any other way is just too risky, considering what I think people are willing to do to make this go a certain way. I think that's the best way for me to put that. Um, so I think really just go in person, wear a mask and vote. And if you're disenfranchised, still vote. And then you can figure out how to get something that actually makes you feel better about your vote later. Facto. Our hotshot DC attorney. No, don't call me that. <laughs> If the shoe fits. No, you yeah. set the bar too high, and I'm always on here drunk, so it's not helpful. <laughs> and then afterwards, I'm like, oh shit, what did I say? <laughs> it's not good. No, I echo both of them. That's why I said last week vote in person if you can. You know, I don't have a lot of high hopes for Florida, so prove me wrong. Uh, I think there's a huge enthusiasm gap that we are going to have to fill. 
and in summation, everything's fucked unless you vote. And then we'll That's see true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I mean, all of that is correct. Uh, this debate tonight, if anything, I mean, I guess it was kind of like kids in a schoolyard just name calling each other for an hour and a half. <laughs> but, um, like, people really take note of that. I hope people really come away with a sense of, like, hey, we really need to do something about the next four years because we cannot have another election like this ever again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I still, I'm telling you, I still can't... Uh, that that comment about the, uh, the Proud Boys... Um, just man did not sit well with me and i hope people really see that take that into heart what he said and how he didn't denounce anything uh and just pretty much gave him instructions five minutes later to stand by stand by and and and, and suppress voters yeah yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know to capitalize on the quote-unquote hot shot uh, just before we go, <laughs> is that I really thought the turning point was the last election with Hillary because I thought that the federal judiciary was so in peril. Uh, and I could not express that more to people then. Um, and obviously we lost. But the sweeping changes that Trump has already made to the federal judiciary is going to shape our generation for a long time and it's only going to get worse. So um, I don't know how to make it into words that affect them, (laughs) but uh, it really matters. It mattered four years ago and it matters even more now. If we think Trump has been wild for the first four years, imagine the four years when he doesn't have to worry about re-election. Mm. My only hope is that after those four years, he just won't give a fuck. But no one sit back on your laurels. (laughs) Yo, I'm telling y'all right now, this motherfucker's setting himself up to be Donald the first. So that's true. Yeah. Watch that out. Mm. I'll have to take a bar in another jurisdiction. Well, what do we got next week? The vice presidential uh, debate? A week, a week from next week. I don't think it's next week. I think it's in two weeks. Okay, so I could be wrong. In two I mean. weeks, yeah. Well, whenever it is, we'll probably go ahead and you know we'll we'll be talking about that. But uh, up until then, yeah, everybody, just I hope you're all registered. It's too late now to register, and uh, yeah, let's uh, man, let's just uh, <laughs> let's hope like something changes. I hope you guys uh, change your mind down here. What's that? Sound like a ball of positivity. I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. You just, when you just see what just happened on TV, what a complete debacle that was. And you are correct. It Did is you next just week. Say that it's too late to register. I think it's too oh. late to register to vote, isn't it? I believe so. I think it's already too late or something. Florida? Don't quote That's me on that. That's some more bullshit. DC has same day registration. I, oh yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna go with same day registration. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go with that one. Um, don't think it's too yeah. late. 
but I don't think that the great state of Florida does that either. Not not when we're talking about a state that tries to, uh, you know, keep people from voting. Well, we keep, try to keep people from voting every election because we're not a state, Ross. Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the state of Florida's voter registration deadline is October 5th. October 5th. Ah, get out ah, there, get registered. Voting. Mm-hmm. October 5th. Good Early voting friends. will begin October 19th. All right. Everybody go Thank early vote. Go mm-hmm. register October before mm-hmm. October 5th and go early vote. And uh don't forget to uh subscribe to this and uh give it that five star review. Five stars, I mean, baby. I mean son, I mean. And uh I guess that's it, man. I want to thank Chris and Emily again for uh for for always just coming on here and and gracing us and blessing us with their Our prestigious guests. Gem. Oh, gems and, and just dropping I knowledge. I like that Ross is so prestigious. Thank you. Oh, prestigious, little brother. <laughs> Highly acclaimed. <laughs> One of a kind guest here on Saul's. Often Life. imitated, but, um, but yeah. never duplicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But yeah, I guess that's it, guys. Um, let's do this. Let's try to do this again next week. Let's see what happens. Um, and maybe uh maybe we can get some more stuff in other than just uh these debates and whatnot. Yeah, but this shit was wild, so I don't Yeah, it was just I don't I don't even know I didn't even know where to end and how to end it. <laughs> that was just too much. But you guys have a good week and uh everybody uh yeah. Have a good week. Peace. <laughs> That's Bye. it. Peace. See you later. <laughs>